Uh, hey everyone, thank you for tuning in to Socially In Tune, the podcast where we bring you the latest and greatest in social media. Uh, we're in episode four now. We're excited that you guys have stuck with us. Uh, we're going to try to bring the heat every week. Uh, so we appreciate that. My name is Keith. Uh, we work for a company called Socially In. I have Tyler, as always, here with me. Hey guys. Uh, like you said, my name is Tyler. I'm going to be here uh, co hosting with Keith uh, every week. Yeah, so, you know, we're kind of uh, a little bit behind from last week, but that's okay because we have a lot to talk about as far as what the hell happened in social media. Uh, it's been a pretty big week. We've seen networks, you know, release hardware, which has been not a first, but one of the very few times a social media company has released a... It's the first for that social media. It's definitely first for that <laughs> one, but we'll get into that. There's a lot of exciting stuff. YouTube... We're going to be talking about Instagram, we're going to be talking about WhatsApp, and we're going to be talking about Snapchat. Uh, so a lot of good stuff. Uh, remember, we want to hear from you guys, uh, especially as the show grows and as we start to produce more. We definitely want feedback, uh, so please uh, you know, leave us any comments and uh, your thoughts on everything. Um, Alright, so let's talk about you know the Wait, elephant. Uh, quick, quick update, uh, we are now on iTunes. Oh, okay, nice. I did. I, I do remember you telling uh, you we got on that. Uh, how do they find us? Uh, socially in. Socially. I want to see if I can get pick, change the name to socially in tune. But when I set it up, I, did, I thought I was just making a name. That right. I, could, I got you. But uh, okay. So right now it's just socially in. Okay. Cool. So definitely check us out on iTunes. We're gonna be promoting it hard. As soon as uh, you know we get sort of a rubric down, we're gonna hit the streets as far as uh, promoting. I'm thinking one more episode under our belt. And uh, we're going to hit the uh, marketing streets hard. Oh, yeah, for sure. As much as we're improving with each episode, I think we're definitely about ready to start, to start marketing and put it. some dollars behind it. Yeah. Okay, cool. So, all right. Back to sort of the elephant. YouTube. YouTube has been the talk of a lot of not only content creators but users which has been which has been pretty interesting yeah it... okay so let's back up can you help us understand what did youtube just do all right what youtube just did is they just uh, announced their youtube heroes program and what it does is you pretty much get like uh youtube points for doing certain things that youtube wants you to do um like closed captioning um Helping out with like filters and stuff, uh, flagging videos, and that's the main part. And not only flagging, but mass flagging. That's that's one of the perks. Like at like level three, so you get levels with how many points you have. Right. And at like level two or three, you get a mass flagging option, to where you can just look at just hundreds of videos, just scrolling down, looking at videos, and just like. I'm gonna flag this, 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 this. Like it's a, it's way too much for normal people to be able to get to, in my opinion. Yeah. So I have different thoughts of the whole hero platform, and me and you have had a previous conversation about this. I'm not totally against it, but I do think that there's gonna be some caveats in there. I do think that it's gonna. You know, not necessarily only have a positive impact. There's obviously going to be a negative impact. Um, I've already watched a Philip DeFranco episode where he's talking about 
um, YouTube heroes and how he feels about it. And I think that that video actually has um, like the worst ratio likes and dislike of like any other video on YouTube besides the uh, Ghostbusters trailer. Really? Yeah, like a, a video with over like a million views has got like the second worst likes oh man that's crazy i didn't know that i do know the ratio was really fucked up because last time i looked at it it was like 500 dislikes and like six thousand likes so the ratio was no other way oh yeah other way i'm sorry (laughs) i meant to say the other way like 500 likes and then like thousands yeah thousands of dislikes that's what i that's what i meant to say more people dislike it um but it's still it's still very interesting to see uh, you know, this isn't the first time that YouTube, I'm sorry, Google has rolled out with a program like this. They actually did something with maps, if you remember in the past, where you could go and update local business information like their phone number, their menu, their hours, and you could start to get points uh, for Google Local, and then those points would then in turn get you different things. Oh, I'm absolutely all for crowdsourcing. Crowdsourcing is the way to go for anything if you can do it right um the problem i'm having like the the google stuff like the google map stuff is like none of that's like opinionated it's all is this a phone number yes or no it's all yes or no questions the problem with youtube doing it is now you have viewer opinions going into whether a video should or should not be on youtube right which is supposedly like the greatest Free speaking. It's like troll bait. Troll bait. Yeah. How do you how do you think trolls are going to react, and then how do you think users are going to follow? Here, here's how I think it's going to work. First, um, first off, I'm completely behind all of the aspects of the YouTube Heroes program, except for the flagging part of it. Okay. Like they have the closed captioning. I absolutely yeah, I like that. Captioning Great. videos. Uh, when you have you get like a huge number of points when you have the uh, top answer on like a questions forum or something. Oh, okay. So like if you have the best answer, you get a ton of points. Right, right, right. I, I'm all for that, like sharing Absolutely. information, getting the correct information out of there. Just the mass flagging. It's it's the flagging. You should not get points for flagging. Yeah. Because too much of that could be your opinion. That's, that's way too subjective. Yeah, I can definitely agree with that. There has to be some sort of fine line, though. Because do you think users are going to take advantage of it and just go out there and just say, fuck it, and just start flagging every single video for points? Do you think users are going to go to that extreme? Oh, absolutely. And I, I have a theory where it's going to be your, like, do you know uh, SJW's on? Your, uh... I think, uh... Your social, social justice warriors. Yeah, okay. Your people are going out there looking for your safe spaces and stuff. And they're going to try to make YouTube a safe space by getting rid of anything that could be controversial. That's almost everything on YouTube. Right. So, And those are your really active people, like on the internet, too. Right. Um, they're going to go out there and they're going to just flag the hell out of everything. It's, it's not going to be pretty. Like, everybody's going to get, like, shut down because they're going to be crazy. The only the okay. Will go- so what about what? Okay. Um. All right. So I have two thoughts. All right. What about people who are inappropriately flagging? There should be some negative impact to their account. And before I forget this, we should have a segment on a soundboard. And don't cut this out. We should have a segment on our soundboard of whenever we have a definition. Right. So SJWs 
bam, you know, that's a new, yeah, just, something new that we're, you know, learning about. Or if I say, like, PPC, do you know what PPC is? And you're like, no. And I'm like, all right, bam, you know, it's definition time. So I like that. We'll, you know, we'll play with something there. But what do you think about, what do you think about, um, <coughs> like, demotions? If I'm inappropriately flagging videos, I think that you should have negative points. I think that that user should have some oh, sort you should, of negative impact. Yeah, and I'd be all down for that. But why are they doing this? Well, they're doing this because their previous program that we talked about in a previous episode mm-hmm. of demonetizing videos, which I think is more of a, a greed thing outside of the advertiser perspective. You think it kind of backfired on them and then they turned around with It this? backfired because they were running all the videos through like an algorithm. So if like certain tags popped up, they flag it for demonetization. Now, so it couldn't only be left to computers. Yeah, it would. That's what it, they were doing. They were they were just like straight up leaving it. Right, but computer. I'm saying now they rolled out with Hero. Yeah, there. because people started figuring out what those tags were, and they just stopped including those tags. So then they could just because I mean YouTube is huge. There's right. no way people could like like the YouTube workforce could go in there and look at every video that comes in. So no, no, there's no not way. There's no way. It, it's crazy. There has to be some sort of algorithm layer on top of that because it does catch, you know, pornography and different things like that. When people try to upload pornography, it automatically catches that. Like their algorithms automatically catch that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. Um, so, it's I, you know, it's interesting to hear. Like I'd like to speak with some of their engineers just to see what their algorithm is like and what type of factors does it take into consideration. But I don't know. You know, it's it's really interesting. I, I really have no idea how that would work at scale. Yeah, um, and that's what I think they're tr- like playing with right now. I think they're this uh, YouTube warrior thing. Uh, heroes. YouTube, yeah, heroes. Why I say warrior? So it's just warrior. All right, the YouTube heroes is like they're people are getting around the algorithm because they right. can't because because it is so subjective of what. The terms and agreements are for oh we don't think you should be able to say this we don't think you should report on the news because people died in that uh, instance and we don't want that on YouTube. It's like no, no, no that's see, that the news. Bad. Yeah, see, in that sense, I could see it getting bad, but I also don't think um, YouTube is going to take down the videos immediately. I think that you know there has to be some like if me, you, and a lot of other people also flagged it, then that video might come down. But if one troll or two trolls go in and ta- uh, flag the video, is it necessarily going to come down? We don't know yet. No, no, no. Because if it was only one or two, then they'd all be down already because people are flagging. Yeah, exactly. So there has But to the be- problem is, I think too many people are going to be kind of rising up those hero ranks. Right. And then all those numbers are going to be able to mass flag. And instead right. of like 100 people like flagging videos they see, you're going to have 100 people flagging just videos just videos if of people they just don't like mm-hmm. like they'll just flag all of their videos and you get like 100 people doing that all of a sudden that's like 100 flags YouTube's going to look at they're going to take that down before they look into that right 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 so and then even on top of that's that, interesting that's an interesting point to bring up and then even on top of that the the reason they're doing the heroes is because that like the YouTube workforce can't keep personally keep up with all the videos being added so they're trying to crowdsource yeah, definitely. So, and like and then, I mentioned, this is not nothing new for YouTube. No, no, they've been. I'm sorry, Google is not nothing new for Google, or shall I say, Alphabet. Yeah. All right, question of the day, Tyler: Are you a hero? 
I am uh, not a YouTube hero. You're not a hero? <laughs> no. Do you plan on becoming a hero? Absolutely not. The only reason that I would become a hero is to fight back. If, if it starts coming out that people are just like, if just channels and channels are just going down because so many people are getting flagged, like, like all of their videos are getting flagged because just people are going through flagging everything, I will go in there and I will see who's flagging what. And like I'll kind of like I want to be a hero to YouTube now. I I see this turning into like a super superhero movie where there's these heroes and then there are these police officers who police the heroes and there's this whole battle between the communities and the heroes and then the police officers. And Um, that's why I think it it immediately became impossible as soon as they added the subjective part. You know, I wouldn't say impossible because if they do pull through this. A year down the road, this podcast is going to come up, and you're going to be the guy who said it was impossible. It's it's. I will say it's impossible as long as they have. All right, he's sticking the, with his word. He's I will absolutely could, and I predicted it. I predicted it in the other podcast. I was like, I give it months until the big YouTubers start leaving YouTube because they're getting demonetized. Some of them have. Some of them have started, and, and then they roll, and then you were like, ah, oh, no, it, it won't be that fast. And then YouTube comes out with this YouTube hero thing. It Literally every creator on YouTube hates it. Has YouTube, they're, they're have, have they rolled out with heroes, or is it still? They're about to. Okay, they, they're they, about to. They kind of, they announced it this last week. I got you. Okay. All right, well, that, that's going to be really interesting to see. You know, heroes, you know, I want to meet a hero. I'd like to say <laughs> I, I've met a hero. Um, don't, don't meet your heroes. Don't meet your heroes. Yeah, that's what the creators are definitely going to be saying. Uh, see, and then the creators are going to end up being the villains in this whole scenario. So yeah, I see. I see this whole movie playing out in my head. This is going to be your police that are going to be policing the heroes. The heroes are going to be policing the villains or the content creators. And I'm totally. And this whole Gotham segment. City is YouTube. Yeah, <laughs> Gotham City is YouTube. In the, this whole section, we were talking about YouTube heroes. I'm going to have that. Stupid ass music playing in the background. Uh, <laughs> I like it. All right, so YouTube heroes—that's a thing now. Very interesting to see what's going to happen with it. Very interesting to see how brands are going to react, creators are going to react. We're going to definitely follow up on you know this subject and see how it plays out. So uh, stay tuned. All right, our next topic, which is pretty important for our own company. I know a lot of social media managers are excited about it. Instagram just rolled out with a feature that you can now save drafts right there on Instagram and then publish them in a future date. Yeah, that's that's awesome. Can you like explain like exactly how that'll work? Do you know yet? Yeah. So the what the way my understanding and some of our social media managers have probably you know used this already. I haven't I haven't used it myself, but the way I see it working is. Instead of going in and being able to schedule a ton of uh, things in advance, you're able to save things in the draft category. So if I'm going out and putting out an Instagram post and I'm able to save it in the draft section, then my peer or my boss could go in, review all of our drafts beforehand, and then say, okay, you know, these drafts that we have so far are good to go, or go ahead and make edits to the drafts, and then schedule those drafts in advance. So something that used to take uh, you know a week's worth of time, you know an hour over scheduled over a week, now only takes an hour in one day. Versus you having to you know do something every single day. Um, you know now this feature allows you to schedule things out, save drafts, uh, and save a lot of time on the back end. 
Yeah, and they'll definitely come out looking a lot better too, because like you said, you can like create them and then like edit them if you need to exactly. before they go out. So we'll minimize the mistakes, you know, because there are mistakes happen when it comes to social media. Um, so it'll it'll minimize mistakes. Uh, it'll allow you know your boss or your uh, peer to go in and review it, and it'll save social media managers time on the back end because they'll be able to go in and save the draft. Um, and even somebody who's running their own social media, right? So like somebody who's a small business, like let's say you own Tyler's Bottle Caps, right? You're probably running your own social media. Um, having this feature, having this Instagram feature of, you know, go, go ahead and save your drafts in. The next time you log on to Instagram, you can just open up one of your drafts and click post. So you can spend an hour of your day scheduling out a whole week's worth of posts um, and then, you know, reviewing them, and then when it's time to actually get posted, you can just kind of go in into your drafts and open them back up. Do you know if it would be, um, like, you'd still have to go in and hit post, or would you be able to, like, schedule a time and it would just auto-post? You know, that's a good question. I know you can use third-party software to auto-post. That's what we use. We use Sprout Social to, like, sort of auto-post some more stuff, and the uh, scheduler um, for Instagram uh, so I'm, I'm not I'm not 100 sure. That's a good question. You know that, that that's that'll be something we follow up on uh, if we can uh, you know go in and schedule it or auto post because scheduling it would be even better because you know so maybe you want to make a post at 10 o'clock at night when your uh, your dinner rush is just about to happen like somewhere like in Atlanta or something. Yeah, yeah. That, uh, that but you might be asleep because you've been up since six o'clock in the morning running your restaurant. Yeah, then you can just like get it set up and then just auto auto post with the correct post because you've had them like queued up in the drive. right yeah exactly and um yeah i think it's big it's not a huge update from you know their system but it is a pretty significant step and it's pretty exciting it, to see it's something uh, now that it's been like an like release that's like well i'm surprised they haven't done that earlier like it just kind of seems like something that should just be like right at the beginning exactly like, exactly like <laughs> that's a good point and on that point, and I don't want to spend too much time on this subject because it's not huge. There's a lot of big stuff that we have that we need to talk about, like Snapchat. But I'll get to that. Um, you know, I think a lot of companies will save features for the future, like Apple. Apple didn't roll out with copy and paste until their number two iPhone. You don't think they knew that people wanted to copy and paste on the first iPhone? Oh yeah, it's definitely it's definitely like a, it's a, a rollout, yeah. Just absolutely all right so moving on since we're on the subject of instagram instagram just recently reached five hundred thousand advertisers so that means five hundred thousand people are spending money with instagram that's that's insane that's insane how old is instagram oh man uh, i don't know if i'd guess what five years old Okay, Instagram is started in 2010, so it's about six Ooh, years old close. at this point. I was close. But see, it started off as something else in the beginning. Anyway, within six years, they picked up 500,000 customers, had an exit, built a awesome platform. So that's not like huge news, but definitely huge shout out to Instagram for reaching a 500,000 advertising market. I mean, I think that's oh, yeah, big. that's that's absolutely huge. And is it is it like just over time they've had five hundred thousand advertisers, or is it like right now they've got five hundred thousand 
ads going That's on a good question. Time. I think it's overtime. It's definitely, I think, I would say overtime. Yeah. 500,000 advertisers is a at lot one time. at one, one time <laughs> going on. I was just thinking, like, like, like God, if you think, like, locations. There are no more pictures on Instagram. <laughs> it's only ads. Yeah. <laughs> But, um, no, I, you know, I think it's, uh, I definitely think it's overtime. And then on top of that, what that shows you is that there's still a lot of room. There's still a lot of room for advertisers and brands to come in and advertise to the market. Um, in 2012, Instagram had, had over 100 million users. In 2014, they had over 300 million users. So if you think about that growth in that two period worth of time frame, we should be doubled at this point. You know how many um, how many users does Instagram have now? Probably uh, over five. What was it? Five hundred million. Five guess. Yes. So five hundred active, five hundred million active users. So that market is huge. You think about five hundred thousand compared to five hundred million. Oh yeah, that's there's huge, huge opportunity for yeah. advertisers still to come in on the platform. And you know, spend money, reach the right audience, and actually sell shit. I think that's the most important. Yeah, thing. And, like, and like we said on the the last episode, um, Instagram's the number one place to have your mobile apps. Your mobile exactly apps. for app install drives. Yeah, yeah. So all of Facebook's advertising platforms, especially since they integrate together, are awesome. Like they all work in, they work together seamlessly, and uh, it's beautiful. The whole Facebook ecosystem is beautiful. Me and you were actually talking about today about offline conversion tracking, which would which needs to be a whole another topic in our talk, but that's next level stuff. Yeah, that's crazy. I just can't even fathom how that's even possible. Like how does that even work? Where do you even begin? That's just that's just tons of research than just having as much information as Facebook has. Like, everybody's on Facebook. But then it's also, like, tying Facebook into your, like, POS system or, like, your physical system because it's tracking ads that are coming back to your store. Anyway, that's not our topic. Instagram reached 500,000 active users. There should be a clap that goes on here in 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 our soundboard, but there's not. That's okay. Instagram, very good job. Uh, we're very happy, and you know we want to continue to see the growth. All right. So our next topic. The biggest topic. No, not the biggest topic. Not yet. We're not revealing it yet. And it's not. It's not. Let me. Let me. Let me rephrase for our listeners. We're not revealing anything. You guys probably already know about this because it's big news. Um, we're just going to talk about it. We're going to give you our opinion on it. But before we get to that, what's that? WhatsApp, okay, you know, we, we know Facebook is notorious for copying other competitors. They did it with Instagram, they've done it with Facebook, and Facebook owns WhatsApp. Yeah. And now WhatsApp is copying Snapchat with the drawing and the stickers. So literally the exact mimic of the drawing functionality and the stickers functionality WhatsApp now has. Yeah, that's a, that's a little crazy, but... They've been doing this for the last couple weeks, months. Like they've been just slowly taking away every feature. Yeah, somebody else has. Yeah, and they're just like making just massive. Facebook's gonna end up owning everything, whether they end up actually owning it or just we (laughs) have everything you have. (laughs) Very true. Very very true. Um, So that's interesting to see. I don't think it's something new for these companies. I think it's, you know, something that... Oh, no, it's definitely something that's been going on forever. Yeah, so nothing new. 
just so our listeners know, WhatsApp now has the ability to um, draw on your photography and also add stickers. So just like the emojis, you're able to blow them up, put them on places. Um, same, same kind of deal with Snapchat. Yeah, so I only give it a little bit of time before they start doing the the movement that Snapchat has right now. What is that called? What's the official like technical term? Oh, I don't know. Um, it's an effect, though. I mean, it's, yeah, there's, a, there's a lot of uh, you know algorithm that goes. That's a crazy it. image processing. Effect. Yeah, that's crazy way image processing. Head. Way over both of our head together. We can put both of our brands together and still be over our head. <laughs> So, um, do you use WhatsApp? Mm. I've used WhatsApp in certain cases. So, my dad went to India like two months ago. Uh, well, I guess uh, last month, in the month of August. And the only way we could communicate is through WhatsApp because, you know, it allows you to have free international calls, allows you to have free international uh, text messaging. Um, so, there's no need for paying. Um, so, people, let wow, me, this I is a, this is a PSA. Yes, this is a PSA. <laughs> For people who are still paying for international calls and international text messaging, download WhatsApp and tell your friend who you're trying to reach to download WhatsApp because it's free. I mean, it's free. There's no, there's nothing else to it. Um, yeah, and that's just like a- absolutely crazy. I didn't even I did not know that. And that's just a great way to communicate like between different countries. Yeah, and no, it's awesome. And now that it's growing, what it can do, like yeah, it's awesome. It's awesome. Um, Alright, so let's move on from WhatsApp. PSA, download WhatsApp if you haven't, if you don't have it, and if you have friends across the seas. Um, Alright, next topic. Last topic. Awesome topic. Snapchat. Uh, spectacles. What? Snapchat Spectacles. Matt, I love that name, by the way. I do, I do really like the name. I don't know if I like the product. Let, help me understand the product. Alright, the product, it's just sunglasses with cameras built in, with, and it's got one button... And the button just connects straight to Snapchat, and it'll record a 10-second video. And you just put these sunglasses on. You just put these sunglasses on, hit the button, it starts recording, get a little 10-second video, and it's on your Snapchat. Is it only 10 seconds? Can you not clip it up? Um, so, like, what if I recorded, like, a whole minute worth of footage? It'll only do 10 seconds. Oh, okay. It's oh, so every time you want to record, you click the button. Yeah. Gotcha. So you just, like, anytime you do something... You're like, oh, this is interesting. Click. Yeah. 10 seconds on Snapchat. Really? That's yeah. awesome. I mean, you know, that the concept is, you know, fairly awesome. Like, you're able to record just kind of immediately. Yeah, and what, what I actually like about it is it's the first time Snapchat doesn't have to rely on somebody else's camera. It's their camera, and they've actually made the... That is... Good point. That is a the very ratio good point. to where it looks the same whether you have your phone up and down. I saw or sideways. that. It's I saw that. Uh, you're able to actually it, see more. It's like a circle, actually. Like you can move your phone up, down, sideways, all the way the around. Thing. Yeah, and then still see sort of the whole landscape of the um, or the architecture. All right. So before we jump into what this means for brands and users and stuff, let's talk about design. Would you would you wear that? <laughs> Going to um, let's say anywhere, I don't know, anywhere. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> anywhere. No, but I, I I just don't see. And you know what I think they're trying to do? Just like it's such a crazy design. It, it's so unique. They didn't try to put it into a classic looking sunglasses. They just like we're gonna build our own thing. 
and I think that's what they're trying to do. That's part of like what they're trying to brand the spectacles as. Like you're walking around with those, you are very clearly wearing spectacles. Like it's not right, like, yeah, right, it's right. not like a crazy out there thing though. It's just like but the design of the sunglasses are just so unique that it's like they are. You're, you're wearing. It spectacles. almost kind of looks like a. It, it. I mean, it is. It is Snapchat sunglasses, but you know the overall structure of the design, the way the curvatures are kind of remind me of snapchat for some reason like i can't pinpoint it down but everything about the design it's kind of bubbly it's kind of kind of reminds me of snapchat yeah it, it kind of looks like the the logo like the big like it makes because it's got kind of like those colors in it right and, yeah, uh, and then like the, the big eyes like it's like with the like just snapchat logo right and then also uh the camera has an led around it so very similar to like the BMW headlights, uh, the yeah, uh, yeah. Halo headlights. Same idea. There's an LED around it. So like at night when you're recording, the LEDs will turn on, and uh, you know you'll just see like two big glowing lights on the <laughs> side of your face. It'd be cool if they could like superpower that, so you have like giant flashlights. Oh, that would be that would be pretty neat. Um. So as far as brands are concerned. How are brands going to start using this? I have so many ideas. It's it's unbelievable because, you, you know, Taco Bell does a very good job with Snapchat, and I'd be interested to see how they uh, use spectacles in there. I, I, I don't think that it'll be for – like, I don't think, like, brands like Taco Bell are going to use it. I think your big event brands are going to use it. Like, the same type people who use – who are like uh, advertising, like partnering with GoPro are going to use it. It's going to be, we're at this oh, event. This thing's happening. I want to capture that from my point of view. So here it is. Boom. My point of view. Let me save that. Post that. Done. It's not going to be for just like, uh, like I don't think it's going to be really for selling things. See, I think, I think, okay, so here, listen to this idea. All right, here's an idea for everybody that's listening that owns a company with a mascot. Here's an idea for you. All right, here's a free idea. You know, people would people people charge for this. <laughs> All right, you have a mascot. Let's say the Pillsbury Doughboy, who on Snapchat is I know, what all you can see of the Pillsbury Doughboy is like sometimes his leg is you know his fat legs, maybe his belly every now and then. But it's the perspective of the Pillsbury Doughboy in the factory. Like a fabricated perspective. Oh, yeah. Him, um, like, making... The... Yeah. Well, no, him, like, walking around his factory, like, maybe, like, testing some dough out every now and then. You know, going to different events, shaking people's hand. Like, hey, I'm the Pillsbury Doughboy. Uh, but everything through the vision of the mascot. So the whole Snapchat is through the perspective of this mascot. Like he's living his entire life through one perspective. Yeah, that's that's awesome. That's, that's crazy an awesome idea. idea. Like going all traveling around the world. Oh yeah, to like Just every major events. Like yeah, like Pillsbury Doughboy, Guy the Olympics. Anybody with a mascot, yeah. they're just and they don't even really have to do anything. They're just like, oh, we're at this event. Like, just any event. Yeah, yeah. And then, like, every now and then for Geico, you'd see, like, his tail, like, coming to the picture. Like, his web feet. Yeah, or him looking down, just, like, his, like, green legs walking. That's like, an awesome idea. Like it, We need to pitch that to somebody. We do. That's 
Okay, Adrian, if you're listening, we need to pitch this to somebody, and I hope you're listening. I will know if you're listening. You better be or not. listening. Yeah, right. That's an awesome idea. We should really pitch that to somebody because Snapchat spectacles. Not only do I think that would be a successful campaign, I think the brand would get a bunch of PR because they're the first person that did something like that. Oh, first yeah. person to use Snapchat spectacles in their marketing. Yeah, and I, and as far as I know, that would be like one of the first like first person advertising campaigns. Yeah, that's epic. That that that's. Everybody listening, congratulations! You just got yeah, that's epic, dude. <laughs> that was that was some Don Draper madman type stuff right there. So anyway, Snapchat spectacles. Obviously, we're a little bit torn on it. We kind of like it. We kind of don't like it. Um, Wait, what do you? How do you think it compares to like Google Glass? And I know it's 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 almost like comparing apples and oranges because they're yeah, so different. So I was about to, I was just about to say that apples to oranges, um, but I think Google Glass was revolutionary. I think spectacles exist today because of Google Glass. I think think a lot of VR exists today because of Google Glass. When Google Glass released, there was no... um, When I say there was no, there was no publicly facing VR company. Samsung didn't have Gear VR. Google Glass was like very first mover. They introduced it to the market. They knew what was happening. Um, and then they retracted. So yeah, I think they, I think they kind of comparable. I think they kind of reached too far too because they 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 were doing way more than spectacles. Spectacles is connected to one app to do ten seconds. Exactly. And I think that and that's was, why I think Snapchat is going to win. Google Glass was epic though. Okay. I'm very sad that I didn't get my beta version, but that is very epic. Have you ever used a Google? No, Glass? I've never used Google Glass. Okay, so. I used a Google Glass about a year ago, and one of the software that really blew my mind. And we're gonna end our we're gonna end our uh, show here today with this. One of the apps that I ended up using on Google uh, Glass was when you put your glasses on, you load this app up. You could look at any color, and it would give you the hex code of that color. So I can look at your blue shirt, and depending on what type of blue it actually is. And what part of your shirt I'm looking at, it would give me the exact hex color of that shirt. So I could say, hey, what's Pepsi's blue? Look at the Pepsi bottle, and bam, it would give me the exact computer hex code of that color. So in that sense, it was epic. That was only the beginning. It helped me open up my mind to all types of different things that glass was capable of. Yeah, exactly, uh, which was awesome. And I think Spectacles is going to be capable of that. Um, because think about them turning in turning the glasses, the shades into an LCD screen. Oh yeah, that'd be crazy. I don't I don't think Snapchat would do that though. It, it it's not going to be Snapchat. It'll be someone else. Google will have to go back to. It. Yeah. So we'll see. I think Spectacles <clears throat> got hit it perfect with like we're just going to do our thing. Yeah. And this is it's one hundred thirty dollars. I mean it's. It's $130, but for what you're getting, I think it would totally be worth it. Agreed. Are you going to buy them? Um, yeah, probably, like, in the future. Yeah, I, th- I think we're definitely going to get one, you know, to test out at the office. We'll play around with it here. Yeah. Um, so we're, we're, I think we're definitely going to end up getting one. Uh, so we'll see, you know, once we get ours and we play around with it, we'll definitely update people on... Uh, how, what we thought about it, briefly update people on what we thought about it. Um, so yeah, scale of 1 to 10, Snapchat Spectacles. 
Ooh, I'd have to give it a six right now. Six Re-judge right now? Rejudge after I use it. All right, all right. Rejudge after he uses it. I'm going to actually also go with a six. Um, and I might go with a five because of the design. I'm not a big <laughs> fan of the design. The design is crazy. Not a big fan of the design. Snapchat, I hope you're listening. I'm not a fan of the design. Overall, um, I think it's a success. Alright, well, that, there, there was a lot of information today. A lot of stuff oh, yeah, that happened just... in the past week. Our show has went a little bit over than we normally go. We're going to try to keep these between, you know, 15 and 20 minutes. This one was a little bit bigger, so went a little bit over. Uh, but, you know, we'll, we'll release this uh, towards the end of this week. Uh, we'll have another show uh, again towards the end of next week. Uh, you know, we appreciate everybody for listening. You can find us on iTunes. You can find us on SoundCloud. Uh, both of those, you just uh, search socially in, and you should be able to find us. I'm on Twitter personally at Keith Cacadia. I'm on Twitter at Tyler underscore Whitaker. Yeah. So we appreciate it, guys. Yeah, There's gonna leave, be a lot leave of comments. Leave comments. That's what we want. Um, even if you know us personally, definitely leave a comment. Let us know you're listening. We appreciate the feedback. Um, we're going to be doing this every week. Like I said, we're going to be covering everything that happens in social media. There's a lot of stuff that has already happened just in the past two days uh, that you know we're excited to cover about um, here in the upcoming week. So we'll see you guys soon. SoundCloud.com backslash socially in. Twitter.com backslash Keith Kikadia. Tyler Whitaker. Tyler Whitaker. We thank you again, and we'll see you guys next week.